Welcome. I'm Uri. And I'm Rifki. And you're listening to Talking Talkless, the podcast where we talk about Jewish life and life in general. Actually, Uri, considering that it was Rosh Hashanah the last two days, maybe we're no longer talking Talkless. Maybe we're talking Tashlich. Ooh, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're not laughing hysterically. What's wrong with you? It, I thought it was a pretty it's not good bad. joke. I, people have said that before. I've yeah. heard it. Yeah, but... my, my friend my friend Mike, who's a listener, also just shared it with uh-huh. me. And I was like, this is amazing. It's cute. Okay, if people you're don't, not impressed. If anyone who doesn't know Tashlich is a ritual that many Jews do on Rosh Hashanah afternoon where you go to a body of water and say a prayer about casting your sins into the water. Some people throw little pieces of bread into the water. I was actually just reading that in Antwerp, in Belgium, there's like this major drought and a lot of Jews used to go to a specific body of water that's completely dried up and there's like a panic right now. Mm, interesting. Did you used to go in Tinak growing I up? I did. I didn't. Go, there's like one main place in mm-hmm. Tinak where people used to go that yeah. was like a major social scene. Exactly. That's not where my uh, family went. And I went a few times with friends and I was like, this is such a weird uh, scene. I, the social scene was, so when I was younger, I it was very awkward because I wasn't good in social <laughs> scenes. But then when I got older, it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. But some, Maybe I'm just still too awkward. I just, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't handle it. There's, there's one shul that actually makes mincha at a different time so that the people from that shul won't go when everyone else is there because they don't want it to be a social scene. Really? Yeah, I guess they think maybe huh. it'll lead to mixed dancing. That's probably it, yeah. Um, but Tashlich I, should really just be used as a... I a think the social scene is what makes it great, but mm-hmm. I guess there's a lot of gossip. Well, I guess that's stuff. religion in general, you know? Right. It's like a kiddish. <laughs> Once we're messing around with the title of the podcast, um, we spoke a couple times briefly about like what to call our fans mm-hmm. or our listeners. And so our friend Nisa actually had a great idea, which was talking heads. It's perfect. So basically, it's a combination of a few different things. Like there's a band and also like a right. concept of like a talking head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also like the fans of the Grateful Dead are deadheads dead and fish fans are fish heads. So this is, instead of talking heads, it's talking heads. I think it's perfect. The emphasis has to be on the talking. It's a little bit confusing, um, but I, I think it works. And I think, you know, obviously we're going to get merch made. You know, people right. have been asking, so we're going to, it's time. Talking heads, talkers maybe. <laughs> you may ask yourself... So on that meta kind of theme, it was just Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and it's a time for introspection and reflection on the last year. Mm-hmm. And Rifki, believe it or not, we released the first episode of Talking Tachlis almost a year ago. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, it was November 6, 2017. Wow. I mean, we've been talking about it for months beforehand, but I right. think it wasn't until then that we just said... Let's stop talking. Let's, Let's give this a shot. I, to be honest, I didn't think it would last this long. I've said that before, <laughs> but it's still true. Um, and really, a lot has happened since we started. I think the world has changed to some extent. We've grown a lot as a show. Yeah. Um, I think we've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to hope that we got better. We, yeah. we definitely got a lot more listeners. We yeah. continue to grow our fan base, which is very exciting. And, you know, I agree that we've, we've gotten better, even though I think we, we both still hesitate. I would say... Listeners, you don't know this, but at the end of every single episode, as we're taking off our headphones in the studio, Uri kind of sighs and says, 
I guess it was fine. I mean, I don't know. We, we could have done this completely better. And he, he's so hesitant. So even though I, I'm proud of you now, Uri, that you're able to say that we've grown and uh-huh. we've gotten better and we're improving. Thanks. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I can be hard on myself sometimes. And I think there's always a lot of room for improvement. So meaning we've definitely gotten better and there's right. a lot more room to exactly. get a lot better than that, I think. I we hope. started with an F and we're at a C? Maybe B minus. Well, Hey, that's huge. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I'll give us a B minus. Mm-hmm. We've covered a lot of really interesting and important topics, I think. And uh, we've even pissed some people off, which is pretty exciting. Success. You have to be important enough yeah. for people to actually get upset at you. I'm waiting for Robert Przanski to like write an <laughs> article on his blog against us. Um, overall, I would like to think that he would like us, but maybe that in itself is an indictment. I would not like that. <laughs> he, he would like me, I think. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Well, so I, I was thinking of what are some recap or bigger picture kind of reflections on the show. So we were looking back and trying to think, first of all, what are some common themes? This came up a little bit um, when Mikey Friedman was on. Right, we guest talked, host. Right, we talked about some common themes that have come up. But the ones that I found were, um, we definitely talked a lot about Israel. We talked a lot about anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. specifically the growing anti-Semitism on the right, but even more so on the left mm-hmm. and what that means. Um, is there what's the difference between anti-Semitism and anti-Israel? That's right. definitely come up a lot in different forms. Um, we also talked a lot about feminism um, in general and Jewish feminism in right. particular. Yeah, I'm also thinking. You know, we talked just a lot about Judaism in general. I know that mm-hmm. might seem obvious, but it's in I our think, tagline. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we both sort of talked about what we envision an ideal Judaism, what we want Judaism to look like a little bit more, both from a sociological or identity kind of place, but also from a religious place, which I think um, is is kind of interesting to to push ourselves to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's always a lot there to to work on and to talk about. I was also trying to think back on what were some of the episodes or topics that... um, pissed people off the most or that we got the most negative feedback about. Right. So this example was kind of unique, but in episode 23, Talking Feminism, um, we discussed the Amy Schumer movie, I Feel Pretty, but neither <laughs> one of us had actually seen the movie Got, got a at lot the of time. flack for that one. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that I did end up seeing the movie mm-hmm. m- much later on, and I really feel that our conversation was very on point and relevant. Right. Well, we also movie. weren't... We sh- we probably should have right. made it more clear that the movie was our jumping off yes, point. Yes, we weren't, we weren't making, really. We, the point exactly. was not to review the movie. The point right. was to talk about some of the themes. But I think as the bare minimum of journalist journalistic integrity that we <laughs> strive for, we won't do that again. Right. At least one of us has to have seen a movie for okay. us to talk about. Fair. Another one was in episode twenty four. We talked about drugs and different kinds of drugs and some of the more interesting. Uh, aspects. We talked about psychedelics and Michael Pollan's new book where he talks about right. the mind expanding or therapeutic benefits of psychedelic drugs, but we got some feedback. Yeah. Actually, if I recall correctly, we not only talked about drugs, we kind of made a push to move away <laughs> from alcohol being the focal point uh-huh. in a Jewish experience, like in Kiddishes, right. and moving towards psychedelics. Right. Well, I mean, I still might stand yeah, by that. Yeah, a little bit also. But, uh, you know, given the data and, and mm-hmm. the health uh, effects, but we did get some feedback saying that we didn't take drugs or the dangers of drugs seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for all the kids listening, dr- don't do drugs. Yep, that's good advice. Um, but that was good to hear and to think about. 
I would guess that the episode that got the most pushback, at least on my end, just from hearing from friends, family, listeners, was the Michael Chabon episode mm, where yeah. we talked about intermarriage. What was the pushback? Um, I think what a lot of people said to me specifically was just uh, to remind listeners, uh, Michael Chabon gave a commencement speech at HUC, the Reform Rabbinical College. And he basically spoke about how intermarriage was actually a really positive thing for the mm-hmm. Jewish people, that we in Judaism and we in the world have too many walls, and that our responsibility, and especially the responsibility of the rabbinic leaders who were graduating, was to tear down those walls and to try to build bridges with all other communities. He spoke a little bit about the Israel-Palestinian conflict and how the walls there also yeah, create sure more did. danger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think that... I really understood his perspective in a lot of ways. And the case that I was thinking out of it was that when Judaism doesn't stand for anything, which I think in a lot of communities, including in a lot of Orthodox communities, Judaism really doesn't stand for anything or doesn't stand for enough, I understand the impulse to say, then what's the point? Let's tear the whole thing down. Um, And I think people thought that I was a little bit too cavalier and giving, it's funny, cavalier Mm -hmm. and clay, um, but that I was giving a little bit too much respect to someone who they thought was thinking very simplistically about the issue. Right. I, I, I wanted you to say it, but that is some of the feedback that I got that people are upset <laughs> with, with your take on it. I think also just looking at our discussions from a meta perspective, you often tend to play devil's advocate for people that you say clearly that you don't necessarily agree with, but you're more willing to try to understand their perspective when sometimes maybe I am less willing, obviously depending on the topic and some for some of the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish type people. Would you agree with that? I think maybe it's true. I mean, I think both of us, I think, really want to be able to see the nuance and see the right. complexity in situations. So I think to walk away saying, hey, Michael Chabon is A, a moron, <laughs> B, a self-hating Jew, C, uh, evil, like all of those things feel like really dumb arguments and to say sort of where's Michael Chabon coming from you know I know that's just a specific example but yeah I do think that in general I do try to do that I think um, both on the left and on the right and I think I I think that's a good thing yes and I would say first of all at the end of that episode I said half joke or mostly joking like I regret reading his book right right, and people also commented on that like why you know what's wrong with his book and I was I said I really was joking about that part even though I do really dislike him now in a lot of ways but in some ways I guess the the bigger question is when is a person or an opinion too far off the deep end to deserve to be explained and understood Mm -hmm. you might say never but or some people (laughs) i think and i'm not exactly sure how i feel but sometimes if somebody's like really far out there in terms of like being anti-israel or anti-jewish or whatever maybe they don't deserve to be understood in that way no such thing on a seri (laughs) mechuva i think it behooves us to try to to remember that we are all dealing with one another we're all crazy we all say stupid things and we're all a little bit more complex than maybe our words Okay. Give, give credit to. But um, actually, the, or the episode that I was thinking of that I was surprised that we didn't get any pushback was the episode where Dina Klein was the mm. guest host. That was um, episode 30. She's here. She's queer. She's mocked Yeah, Rifki, that's interesting. To be honest, I actually did get some pushback. And maybe it's interesting that the people who really? had a problem with it came to me and not to you. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, nobody was outright you know, anti or upset that we did that episode. I think there were some minor questions or challenges to like, is it really possible to be orthodox and gay 
or um, things along the lines of like, should shuls really be as accommodating as some people want them to be or do they need to draw the line in certain places? So there actually was a little bit uh-huh. of pushback. It also happens to be, um, I don't think it's a coincidence, but that episode was by far our most yeah. listened to episode. And we're talking by like a factor of 10. Yeah. That episode is the first one that uh, people who I didn't know well, but people who just maybe I kind of vaguely recognize them, they, they stopped me on the yeah. street. Like people, you know, within our community and said, you know, oh, I listened to that episode or my friend sent me this episode. I didn't know you had a podcast, you know, oh, Dina Klein, I went to camp with her and then a mutual friend sent me this episode, you know, just things like that, right. which I think is, is pretty incredible that Dina did such an amazing job that she really, people yeah. really wanted to listen. It's definitely thanks to how well-spoken she was. Also, the fact that she has a really wide network yeah. that she um, shared this with. But it, even more than what you're saying, I got feedback where people thought that that was just the whole show. They didn't yeah. realize it was an episode <laughs> in a bigger podcast, which is like cool, but a little bit like, okay, <laughs> there are other episodes. Keep listening. But there, there also was a very clear um, increase in regular listeners right. after that episode. Yeah, a lot of people became subscribers after that. People subscribed. We saw that the previous episodes went up mm-hmm. and then the episodes since then have been going higher, um, much higher than they had been before that episode. So Dina, thank you again. It's for that Dina Klein bump, that, you know? That bump. So on that topic, in terms of the most listened to episodes, there were actually three, the next three most listened to after the Dina Klein episode um, were less obvious that they would be um, as listened to as they are, Rifki, I was going to ask if you might want to guess um, what some of those were. All right. Let me guess. Um, I'm going to say, first of all, maybe the introductory episode, maybe the episode in which we started the whole podcast by talking about some articles by young, passionate members of the Orthodox community kind of calling out the problems of the Orthodox mm-hmm. community. Was that one of the top ones? So I'm happy to say that it wasn't because, first of all, I found it interesting that the themes that we talked about in that very first episode ended up coming up a lot in Uh future episodes, which is, I think, a good sign. But in the beginning... Um, that one had by far the most listens because people we told people about the, the podcast and I assumed the first thing they would do right. would go to the first one and many of them maybe stopped there for whatever reason. Um, but I'm happy to say that after a while, um, that one stayed behind and other episodes um, you know, got more listens. Okay, I'll give it another guess before okay. you just tell me. Uh-huh. Uh, what about the Michael Chabon one? That's the one that we got so much feedback right. on. Yeah, so I mean that one does have a lot, but it's not in the top five. Wow. Yeah. Good for us. All right, so yeah. now you just got to tell so me. So I'll tell you. Okay, so the number four most listened to episode was the actually episode number three, um, which was called You Didn't Build That, a Thanksgiving episode. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I, sometimes you wonder, is it the title that grabs people or is it the content of the episode and people, you know, sharing it with other people? Right. Just a reminder for listeners who maybe missed that episode, this was the pre-Thanksgiving episode in which we talked about sort of what it means to be an American Jew, especially on Thanksgiving, but in general, what's our relationship to our country? Um, what does it mean to be a citizen of the country? And this was based on uh, a Yomi Yun, the Jack Flamholtz Memorial Yomi Yun, which was at Jerisha in the week before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think even that topic also is interesting because that was focusing on what it means to be an American Jew. A lot of the topics that we talked about subsequently um, related to 
what it, for the Jewish, the tension between the Jewish communities in America and in Israel. Right. And how, you know, for a lot of people, being a good Jew these days means being critical of Israel. And maybe how does, looking back... Or I wouldn't say being a good Jew means being critical of Israel. I would just say that they're no longer tethered so tightly together. And now you can be a good Jew and still be critical of Israel. Yes, but they they oftentimes will tie Jewish values to their support of the Palestinians. That's that's what I meant by that. So maybe, is that one of the top episodes as well? The panel discussion that we talked about that was about anti-Semitism in Israel? Uh, it was not. I did want to talk about that one in a little <laughs> bit, but that was not up there either. I mean, it was. It got a lot of listens, obviously, but it mm-hmm. wasn't in the top four. The, the third most listened to episode was c- number 22 called Talking Tachlis Sells Out. Fascinating. Yeah, that was kind of the most surprising to me because like, I don't even think we talked about anything that crazy. We talked about Kanye West and, um, and Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and kind of examples of both of them selling out to their fan right. base in a way. Kanye West in a more political sense where the black community felt betrayed by his support of Trump and some mm-hmm. of the other things he said. And Bob Dylan kind of like as representing anti-commercialism, anti-materialism in a way in the music world. But he's also done a lot of ads and he just started like a whiskey company where the only right, apparent right, right. goal would be to make money or... But uh, I didn't know people were that interested. Listen, if, if, if that means or implies that people want to hear more about Bob Dylan. Yeah, and always music, down for that. That's definitely something that I would love to focus more on. You were Dylan on. for Perm one year, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> one of my better Perm costumes. pretty good. So the number two most listened to episode that we did was episode 14. We called it Preacher Mansader, where we had two topics. We talked about Billy Graham, who had died, the 99-year-old. It's a great um, great topic. Very famous preacher, but also probably more interesting to our listeners, I'm I'm guessing, was Mm -hmm. the Mansader part, because that came up a lot also in the the future. Whenever I think about that episode, Uri, I'm... I feel a little bit of like a you know the you know how when we finish every episode you always feel like oh it could have been better. Mm-hmm. I felt like after the Mansader conversation, I feel like I didn't do a great job sort of representing mm-hmm. the the position of why right. Mansader felt so problematic. And just a reminder to listeners, the Mansader is an event that a bunch of shuls all across the country have as an annual event where a bunch of men come together. They eat. Uh, usually like a four-course meal. They have four wines or scotches or some sort of drinks to pair with it and four different Torah, all in preparation for the Pesach Seder. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing whether that was like a totally fun and appropriate way to engage men in the synagogue, especially in an age where men are increasingly disconnected from the synagogue or whether there was something a little bit weird or inappropriate about that. Or sexist about it. Right. Yeah, I seem to recall that you got some pushback that you weren't critical enough of the man Seder. I think there it was all over the map. I just don't uh-huh. think I did a good job sort of like <laughs> representing how really inappropriate uh, I think it is. Uh-huh. Um, but it was the kind of, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I just don't, don't feel like I, I, I crushed that conversation in the way that I wish mm-hmm. I had. Okay, but then it came up again in future episodes. I think we, mm-hmm. we fleshed it out a little mm-hmm. bit more. So what? So and I guess that means and then the, the number Dina one was by far, by right. far the most listened to episode. Great job, Dina. So Uri, you know, as we end our our first 
year with Talking Tachlis, I think one of the questions that we also have to ask is, what are the episodes that we really liked? You know, like mm-hmm. I could say for myself, there were some episodes that I found led to really cool, interesting discussions afterwards yeah. uh, with friends and family that I spend more time thinking about afterwards and discussions that I found the way that you approach the topic made me think about it a little bit more deeply or a little bit differently, mm. which I really appreciate. And one of the reasons that I'm so glad to do this show. That's cool. I feel the same way. Uh, so, Uri, what, what were some of your favorites? Well, definitely one of my favorites still now, but it was one of our early episodes, which you mentioned before, um, was it was episode five, Neighborhood Bully, Israel and Anti-Semitism. Uh-huh. And that was where I um, secretly, or not so secretly, went <laughs> to um, the panel discussion at the New School on the topic of anti-Semitism. Um, and the most famous person on the panel was Linda Sarsour, um, one of my favorite people that I love to hate. Um, and, and the other people on the panel were Jewish, but they were all like very left-wing, um, pretty anti-Israel people. And they were talking about anti-Semitism and anti-Israel and what the difference is. Um, and the reason why I said I went kind of in secret, but not in secret, I was actually wearing my kippah and also a t-shirt that said IDF on it just mm-hmm. because I wanted to get um, comments. I wanted to see what how right. people would, would react. And I actually got some very interesting right. comments that even led to a fascinating discussion afterwards that was to me more interesting than the panel itself um so i thought that was interesting i don't know if it would would quite be considered investigative journalism but it did involve leaving the studio and going somewhere else (laughs) and experiencing something and then coming back and talking about it and trying to understand it and um that was a lot of fun for me i felt like i really learned a lot even though the stuff that was said on the panel to me was pretty outrageous but i think it's it was a good experience you know i i wasn't there i could only watch it afterwards, but I think it was a, a pretty interesting thing too. I feel like sometimes I'll skim these things afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll kind of like scrub through or I'll, you know, listen for the highlights, but being able to watch the full thing, which we kind of did also because we were pushed to do this podcast really like enhanced my right. understanding of it. So I was happy to happy to get to do that. One of my favorites, Uri, that I was thinking about is actually an episode where at the time I didn't even realize how much I enjoyed it. But this was episode 29 mm-hmm. and it was is it time for If Not Now? Uh-huh. If Not Now is not an organization that I really would affiliate with or that I feel like I align with politically, but I feel like it gave me a really cool opportunity to try to really put myself into someone else's shoes uh-huh. and say like, so where are they coming from? What are they thinking about? What are their goals? What are they trying to accomplish? Are these goals going to be accomplished with their methods? And really try to understand what they're doing and, and their perspective. And I thought that was like a really valuable exercise and a really cool sort of thing for us to be able to expose a lot of people who may have heard of it, but didn't really know so much about it to be able to, to get to that point. Right. Yeah. I like that episode a lot. Also, I found it interesting also to talk with friends both before in preparation and also after um, we did the episode and to hear their take on If Not Now. And it's interesting how some people feel very threatened or upset by it. Some people don't really see it as too much of a problem. Two other episodes that I really enjoyed, um, one of which has already come up in this discussion, um, episode 24, Turn On, Tune In, Drop Out, which was the one where we discussed um, drugs and psychedelics and and alcohol and weed. and the other one in that, to, in my mind, kind of fits into that category is episode seven on what day were aliens created. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the episode where we started by talking about um, this like sort of major legitimate news story because it was in the New York Times right. about these, I think it was Navy pilots who saw and had on camera 
an, a UFO, which just means an unidentified flattened object, doesn't mean it was aliens per se, but they just didn't know what it was. And that kind of led us into a discussion about the philosophical and Jewish ramifications of, of extraterrestrial life and how we view that. And so both of those topics to me were examples of like really interesting concepts and ideas that I like to think about, but that don't always come up and are not the go-to things like it's very easy for us to talk about Israel right. and Trump and anti-Semitism but like I really in in looking back on the year I would like to talk more about those type of things they're just like a little bit quirky a little bit right. out there out but, of the box but yeah but there is a real element to it um right. and something that really does would relate to our lives right um, and of course, listeners, if you hear yeah, interesting or say, weird stories that you think are the kind of thing we'd be interested in talking way. about, yeah, please do. And Uri, the last episode that I was thinking about, the conversation that I really enjoyed that we had was about when Frisch, my alma mater, when they were encouraging uh, students to write letters. Yeah, that was on thanking my list Trump. also, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, they were thanking Trump for his support and for this embassy announcement where right. um, he was moving the embassy to Jerusalem and sort of what the school's role is there, uh, if that was appropriate to the school, if it was inappropriate, uh, what the limits are for what education really stands for. And I just mm -hmm. think it's a really important sort of large-scale conversation about so many things, about our civic engagement. It's about the way we understand our educational system. Um, and I think I, I also obviously felt a personal tie because it was my school. Right. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. That, that was a very interesting one. And the additional element um, that I found very interesting with looking back on that episode, which actually relates to something we almost spoke about this week or we might speak about in the, in the coming weeks, is when you know Donald Trump does something that we as Jews or as Israel supporters see as positive – is it okay to thank him and to and to look at him as like, well, he does do some good things when there are other things that he does that might be extremely objectionable, or as a, even just as a human being, we might we might find him so objectionable. Is it okay to say when he does do something that we approve of, let's thank him for it, right. or is that not okay because we want to just write him off completely? Right, which is I think a, as usual a complicated <laughs> question, but yeah, definitely one that I hope we can get into in the coming weeks. You used to ride on a chrome horse with your diplomat. Who carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat Ain't it hard when you discover that He really wasn't where it's at After he took from you everything he could steal How does it feel? Well, it's been a pretty good year, Uri. Yeah, it really has. And of course, we are very excited for the next year. And again, if you have any topics, anything you think particularly that we should be discussing, send us an email, talkingtachaspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, thank you to all of you for being with us through this year. Whether you came on in episode one, episode 20, episode 35, we're very excited to have you aboard. Yeah, we really are. And, and we have gotten a lot of messages and emails with feedback from things we've talked about, but also ideas for the future. Mm -hmm. And we have incorporated some of that into our episodes. And really, my one of my main goals is just to make it interesting. I want to create a podcast that I would want to listen to. So I think we're really just trying to think of topics that are going to be the most thought-provoking and the most interesting to everybody. Yeah. Thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Drive-In Productions. You know, as we now begin the year 5779, we are open to new sponsors, or in addition to Drive-In Productions, which will always be near and dear to our hearts. 
And we would also like to thank Triple Threat Trio featuring Rage Brigade. They've been with us since the beginning. They're the official band of Talking Tachlis. And, you know, maybe one of these days we'll update the theme song. That's always a possibility. Who knows? All right. Thanks, everyone. Happy 5779. Bye. Bye. Bye.